a great Australian sprinter, nature's type, and Dave McDonald, and look how far they've won by. Can he do it? Chautauqua, he's flying! The autumn sun, boy, you'll have to be good to win from there. Artorias pounces, bombs them, and wins! And we are back for the new episode. You do love Hungry Pizza. <laughs> That's got, cool. I just sneak me in. <laughs> yeah, I got that at the start of it too. I wanted to kick off this episode. Lottie intro, 17. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm good, mate. I'm I'm here once again. We've got a pretty big weekend. We've got the Turnbull Stakes this weekend and we see arguably one of the highest rate, well, it is one of the highest rating horses in the world, Romantic Warrior, stepping out at Flemington for the first time, going towards his cock plate, going towards his cox plate. So... Interesting to see how he steps out and if he's if, if he lives up to the height. Hopefully you get a few homemade pizzas this weekend too, mate. That'd be a great start. <laughs> big, big races, mate. I think we actually might start. I, I have had a Flemington or Rose Hill. I was wondering where you were going to go with it. Well, I think we're going to start at Flemington since for once for once in a blue moon, Flemington is actually before Sydney. Like Melbourne yeah. is like, I don't know. Like, I think the, the time zone must have changed or something like with David Savings has kicked in. So the first in Sydney is until like quarter to one. Yeah, instead of ten forty-five for once, so we'll definitely start at Flemington first. But we have had a slight request from a couple of the viewers. I think we, I think we've got a couple of boys heading down to the Murray Bridge Cup on the weekend, and they've duly asked for a couple of tips. So we definitely won the honour for the boys. So all I, I hope you boys have a good day down there if, if you are heading down there. So send a snap. Yeah, Put send it, it through your story we'll, and let us yeah. know your predictions or how the track's looking. Yeah, good. we'll we'll definitely see out that app. But yeah, like I'm, I'm definitely not. Gonna, I'm going to put my hand up and say I'm definitely not a good fun at Murray Bridge. But I have had a quick look over the form, and I think there's a couple of a couple of good price winners in there for you. So Rattle I'm them off, mate. yeah, I'm going to start at race two, number one, Harley and Rose, Harley McRae shout out. But absolutely, I think this horse six to hasn't hasn't run over a thousand meters before, but. First up, last prep, won over 1,100 metres first up in pretty good time. And since then, has been running in pretty much open company behind Chilled, Stretton Angel, um, Heuristic, like that. Like that Heuristic was going to be going around on the weekend and some massive group races coming up. So that form stuck in that massive here. And this is a benchmark 62 at Murray Bridge. And that's pretty much group one horses that you're really, run, that you're really running against. So, And you're getting $5 a win. Gate two, Lockie Nindorf, I think, burnt, like from gate two, I don't know how the Murray Bridge normally plays, but just if it's like any other track, like definitely drawing in is definitely good over a thousand meters. So barrier two, Lockie Nindorf's a good jockey in that form. Looks pretty good form for a benchmark sixty-two at Murray Bridge. So I'm definitely going to be tipping uh, race two number one for the boys out there. And a couple of I've got I've got two more. I got race seven, uh, which is the industrial cleaning supplies benchmark sixty-six. I'm going with the favorite in this. Our number four, Brave Man's Game. Going for three wins in a row. The last couple of runs have been pretty good, over 1,200 metres. Uh, sectionals have been average, but I don't think you really need to have amazing sectionals to win this benchmark 66. I think six to 1,200 metres. Drawn, drawn the middle for Todd Panel. I think the jockey who wrote it last time, Jack Turak, has jumped off it, but I'm hoping that's just because they've had another booking and they haven't. Yeah, I'm hoping that's because I don't rate the horse, but I watched the replay. It didn't win. It did win pretty comfortably. So I like horses that are in winning winning forms, good form, and four dollars sixty a win for a favorite. Like it's it's pretty good value, I reckon. It's six to twelve hundred meters. It's, it's been winning at that distance recently. So I'm hoping it can, it can kind of stick to that form and prove too good for them in the uh, race seven. And it is race nine. It's race nine, which is the Murray Bridge Gold Cup. The feature race for the day over there and the favorite Lord, but I've lost. Like I'm, I, I 
will say this. I do remember watching this race last year because I was on it last year and it absolutely got pipped on the post. Should have won it. And first up, last up, and carried 63 kgs and absolutely come from last and won by about four lengths. Love it. Second up now comes to, comes from revenge of the at the Murray Bridge Gold Cup, and it's dropped from 63 kilos to 56.5 kilos. So I think it's got a massive improvement, drops tons of weight, and like it's it's definitely it's definitely a tough race. There's some couple of good horses in here. Chicago Short, Chicago Storm is a good horse. Pudding is a good horse. Adelaide Ace was massive. I reckon that was even running a Caulfield Guineas Day a couple of years ago. I reckon I might have seen it over there. But yeah, definitely some class horses in the race. But I think Lord Vladivostok is there for revenge this year. Uh, not usual glorious is a not, is a pretty like well known Australian um, Victorian Country Cups horse as well. But he's first up, drawn fourteen. But uh, Vladivostok's only drawn twelve, so it's still drawn out. But I think I think Todd Penner will probably get into a good spot. And dro- dropping from sixty three kgs to fifty six and a half is massive for this kind of race. So I think the favour is going to be too good for them in the Murray Bridge Gold Cup. So hope you boys have a good day down there at the Cup. Send through a couple of snaps and tag us in some Insta reels or whatever you got sent in there because we'll definitely give that a quick share there for the pod. Yeah, good luck, boys. Um, you've dominated as well. Like we said, any listeners out there have got any tips or whatever or are asking for tips from certain races, can't guarantee they're going to win, but Nick Lott's always got the best insight. We'll give you unwarranted opinions as we try to do every That's week. That's why we're called the SC Unwarranted in our group. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, we'll head to Flemington. And I'm going to start at Flemington this week since it's the first race there before Sydney for once in, once in a blue moon. So we'll start down there. And I'm pretty happy to back the favourite views for Jamie Carr and Mick Price and Michael Kent. It's already been back from $6 in a $4.60. Should have won last out, I believe. It's over 1,100 metres. So steps up now to 1,200. Is is facing against the horse that beat it last start um, in our last cash. But that was... When the race was running, that race, the the rail definitely played um, towards the vintage in that race. Our last cash, but they swapped the barriers around. Our last cash has drawn seventeen, whereas Buse has drawn four. I think Buse is going to get a better run up near the rail. The rail's out nine meters for the for the races at Flemington, as it's just tradition for uh, Turnbull Stakes Day. So I think Buse is going to get a better run in the race. Definitely should have won last start, and it's massive. It had, like, the best session was in that race, first up, last start, so definitely still going to be following it. I think an extra 100 metres helps, and Jamie Carr's one for one on this horse, so hopefully she just keeps on going to bigger and better things. But, yeah, I'm definitely more than happy to back the favourite in the first race at, the, at Flemington. Uh, race two is the Mullet, is the Darling Maribyrnong Trial Stakes, and I don't really have a tip in the race. This is kind of like no, the gim crack and everything. Again, these are all two-year-olds having their first – having their first race start. They would have cost a lot of money, but it's the same thing as last night. You normally just watch the money come in for a horse and you back it. Uh, I can see number two, Blue Illusion, has already had some backing, so that might be a little bit of a push. But, yeah, definitely wait for the day for these kinds of races and see who the money's coming for, and those are definitely the horses you need to start backing them. I'll throw Wolfgang at the stumps, J-Mac on it, but no Wolfgang. idea. No idea. Yeah, who cares, mate? I've got no idea either, and I'm still here, so. <laughs> On to the next one. Race three is the uh, superimposed stakes, and I don't have a bet in the race. I, I think it's a really good race, but I'm just I, – I was leaning um, number five, a pool year's way, but it got scratched last side of the barriers. Like, I just don't know. I think it should win, but then I'm really scared of Riff Rocket and J-Mac and Chris Waller. Like, it was a good run last start. I'd like, it just didn't get a suit of by the – track advantage of that day so it was definitely between them but there's still a couple like ambassador was a good leader strong 18 like rip raw's a good kiwi horse coming across like had a good win last start but 
there's just so many unknowns. Like I, I really couldn't tip anything with confidence in there. I think it would be between the two favourites. I, I definitely would be uh, leaning a Puglia's way just, but I really couldn't tip anything with this with, with much confidence and I'm pretty happy to just let this one go by to the side. But in race four, uh, the Edward Manifold, and I am backing a horse, and I'm backing number one, the Sonic Boom, to make come up from the last couple of starts. I was on Legacies last night, and I did absolutely Dunkin' Donuts for me, and I think from Barrier 14, if it's going to win, it's probably going to win and knock me off again, but I can't back it off its last start. It was an absolute horrible run. Looked to have everything go right for it. I don't think it pulled up as well as, as it should have, so I'm and like they've already been backing it since, but... The Sonic Boom, the horses, the way it's been racing recently, it, it needs a big track like Flemington. Finally gets it. Like it's been running massively against the track patterns. And when you're racing well against the track patterns in those kind of races, they're definitely a good form to follow. And the Sonic Boom right now is $7.50 I'm looking at. And I'd rather be taking seven fifty a win and two sixty a place compared to three seven three seventy for legacies to win. Some good horses in the race uh, as well, but I just don't think many of them have got the form as those has got the potential as these two. So Sonic Boom has been running massive and a couple of good in some high in some high rating races. So I'm definitely going to be backing the Sonic Boom each way at seven fifty and two sixty. Uh race five. Best of the day. Daniel's stakes. Zach Spain. Yeah. I'll take that. I, I that that was my tip in the race. I'm I'll show you it right there. I am unstoppable. I Beautiful. definitely was gonna be tipping it, but yeah. CEO's best. CEO's best bit of the day. I think it, I, when I was doing the form, I did look between that and Archo Nacho. Like I was really taken by Archo Nacho. Like it beat on I am unstoppable last start, but I am unstoppable just it, it, it kind of got chopped out with like a hundred meters ago and had all its momentum taken out of whereas Archo Nacho had the better run, had everything go right for it, and I am unstoppable was still making ground off of late. They all step up. Oh, actually, they step. No, I think they. Yeah, sorry, they stick to eleven hundred meters. But I think if you swap the runs around, or if you give I'm on top of ball like a half, even half a better run than it had last time, I think it should be beating him. Arto Nato's drawn out this time, whereas Unstoppable was drawn in closer. So I, I, I'm Unstoppable is not a great like jumper. Like he'll definitely be getting back in the field, whereas Arto Nato probably will get a better jump than him. So. I'm hoping that Zach Spain can get him into a pretty good spot, but just off the sectionals and everything that I've seen last start, I am unstoppable. Definitely should be winning this race and should be going straight past him. Uh, race six is the Furphy Bros at Kingston Stakes. And I did tip Princess Grace in the last couple of races. And oh, like, I'm, I'm going to tip it, but I couldn't tell you to put you like dollar fifty. I think it's probably about rock bottom. Like the Mr. Brightside form, Fangirl form, like it's just the best form you can ever ask for right now. And it's, it's verse and like, that's our best group one wafer age form, and it's versing pretty much group two, group three horses at best. Like it's really versing nothing. It should absolutely brain them, but a dollar fifty is very short. Like I think fourteen hundred meters. Like I don't, I don't know if I'd really appreciate the mile last start. I think it's last two runs over fourteen hundred meters, but definitely better. If you want to take a dollar fifty, you can. I'm, I, I can't not tip it. Like you have to tip it. It's definitely the best horse in the race, and should be winning. So. Hoping that it drifts late on the day, uh, and it, we can get a better price. But yeah, I can't tip against Princess Grace. It should really be winning this race against this field, and I probably will take. I think a dollar fifty is normally my absolute bottom, bottom limit of what I'll bet on. So as long as it's done short less than a dollar fifty, I'll probably be having a bet on it. Uh, race seven is the Lexus Bar Cummings, which is a golden ticket into the Melbourne Cup. So there is a ticket up for offer, and I was pretty taken by First Immortal, but he is a. Um, he isn't a he's an emergency. He's not he hasn't made his way into the race yet. So we're waiting to see if he can make his way into the field. But before that, 
Even if he doesn't make it in the field. Number seven, Athabaskan, James McDonald and Johnny O'Shea coming in from Sydney. We've got like those last two wins. I was really against like its first up, its first win two starts ago was a bit of an, a bit of an like unknown. I was like, oh shit, like yeah, okay, good horse, like good win. And then when it raced last, I was like, oh, I don't know if we could win again, but geez, like it was a real, it was a really good win. And you're getting like this Sydney form against, especially in these top of races, is definitely one you want to be following. And J Max sticking with it. 8.50 win and 2.90 a place is pretty outrageous in my opinion. His last two wins have been over 2,400 metres, only steps up to 20, like an extra 100 metres now, and I really can't see it. Like 2,500 metres shouldn't bother it at all. Best jockey in Australia at the moment, and I think that's a pretty respectable price. But I forgot to ask you as well, just to break up the episode a bit. Have you got back on Twitter? Yeah, I am on Twitter. We are on Twitter, so if you want to let everyone know out there what the Twitter handle is, just to go out there and follow it. So we do still have our Twitter, and you can follow it at, at lottery underscore SC. So we're posting our, um, our most of our, our best bets and all our winners and everything after that. So give us a follow on there. Give us a follow on Instagram as well. I think that's lottery underscore SC as, yeah, as well as I believe. Uh, but, yeah, give us a follow. Give us a shout-out. Uh, send us the tips through, and we'll walk on through. So, But, yeah, I'm definitely leaning at the Baskins at the Baskin uh, each way in the Bar Cummings. Nice. Race 8 is the feature race of the day, and Romantic Warrior is here. And by God, it's just – you get like oh, – it's kind of the same thing as Princess Grace. Like $2.10, like it's probably like rock bottom, but like it's – You can't really go against you it. Can't, though, can you can't. Like it, it, it really should – like I can't say that it's not going to win because it should absolutely brain like – all our ratings and everything are nothing. Like, this is, like, in the top 10 best-rated horses in the world currently. And, like, we don't even – like, our next best one is, like, oh, I wish I win at, like, 20 or 30. Like, it's just nothing near. Like, it should absolutely brain us. But you just – like, if you want to take two dollars ten on, like, first time in Australia, first time at Flemington, like – I can see it going into ninety. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I, 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 I can't tip against it. Like, I have to definitely tip it, but – if like I, I get there's gonna be a lot of, a lot of wary punters just like with the unknown you got to take a pretty short price to find out um, if it's going to be suited here or not but like just off its form and everything it really should be putting us to pay like it's just such a different caliber of horse it should be putting us to pay so I'm definitely going to be tipping that to win but the one I want to have it like I'm gonna I'm gonna have two bets in the race so I have to just to just to get a beat and the only one I can really see getting a beat is number two gold trip. Uh, Melbourne Cup winner from last year, second up now. Like that, that, that run of first up in the race of the Mooney Valley over 2,000 meters was up, like the ground he made up late was absolutely huge. Love Swimmington, won the Melbourne Cup here, of course. I think it, well, I, I would prefer that, like, preferred it over further, but it's six to 2,000 meters. So, not too sure about that, but. Twenty dollars a win and four forty a place. That's definitely a better bet than two dollars ten a win for a Manny Warrior for the unknown. So definitely back Gold Trip each way. I think he's definitely the one to beat. I mean, Romantic's definitely the one to beat. But just the odds. If you're not inclined to take two ten a place, I'd definitely be backing uh, Gold Trip each way to upset him, or even just come second or third to still get a pretty good price of four forty a place. And then in race nine is the Gill guy in Star Patrol who come up and beat uh, my one of my favorites, Benedetta, first up in that race. So, like, pretty good, like, unreal straight form. Three starts uh, from five starts, had three wins down the straight. Like, definitely lost Livington. Benny Mellon sticks with it. Against this field, there's not many other really straight performers. And you definitely, like, besides Zutori, but I think Zutori's gone and done. His, his better days are long and gone. And I just don't think anything else handles a straight. 
as well as Star Patrol does, like drawn out. It's probably not going to be the worst part of a truck to draw that that late in the day. Probably will start to play that part later in the day. So I I really can't tip against it as well. I think two fifty, like it's it's still a backable price. I wouldn't want to see it get to like a dollar fifty or a dollar seventy or something. But I think two fifty right now is a pretty generous pretty generous price considering it's a loves Remington, loves the straight, pretty good second up, loves the distance. So. I'd be finding it hard to make a case against it, pretty much. And then in the final race of the day, the closing race at the Paris Lane Stakes over 1,400 metres and a bit of a tough race to finish the day. Um, not really too many that I'm overly keen in, but on, I am going to tip number nine, Ungawa, each way. I think it's the last couple of runs, I mean, coming second, it's, it's only been pipped off by some massive horses. Moster, it's our time. Savannah Claire it lost in a photo where I can't believe that it still lost that photo. Uh, Kalino, which was in the um, that was in the Antino race, and then the other weekend at Caulfield, like it just the, the ground it made up late again in that Buffalo River in that Buffalo River race, uh, like especially when they're making up that ground against the track pattern for the day was huge. So I really, like it's in flying form, and you get ten dollars a win, three thirty a place, pretty open race like to be betting in. So I think that's pretty good. That's a pretty backable price in my opinion. I'm definitely going to be having a bet on Ungawa each way. Detonator Jack doesn't have a jockey book for the moment. I think he's also a dual acceptor for Sydney. So I don't know if he's going to go there or not. So be wary of that. I think some of the markets might change with a couple of scratchings because there are a lot of dual acceptors for the day uh, between Flemington and Sydney. So I think that's pretty much going to wrap up my Flemington preview. The CEO has got any other notable tips he wants to send out. Uh, you're flying through it, mate. Absolutely smashed it. Beautiful. So, uh, yeah, we'll head to another quick break now and then we'll catch you up with our uh, Rose Hill preview. Let's go. We're back. Rose Hill. Rose Hill. We've got a couple of they – do, they do have some new races down there, like a couple of like debut races down there. Up of the day, so we'll duly get to them when we slide on through. So uh, race one is the Tap Highway. Nah. Just highway races down there. I don't, I don't, even, I don't even need to look at them. Like I, I will have a bet on the day, like obviously, but like right, I, I never tip it at the end of them unless there's an absolute jet. So, yep. Put that to the side and race two, same thing. I was kind of leaning. I, I didn't mind Peace Officer for it had a good win last. Yeah, time. but it's drawn sixteen. I just felt like, especially at Rose Hill, you definitely need. Like I, I think Barry is probably going to beat it. Felix Majestic did have a good win recently, but I just don't know if it's going to be able to stack up. And this kind of race, and now it's back to a benchmark uh, 70. Oh, sorry, I won a benchmark 72 and it's six to that grade. So I still couldn't tip anything in it. Not really too not really too sure how it's going to play. But, yeah, those highways and midways are pretty meh races for me. Uh, but, yeah, race three is the ACY Securities benchmark 88, and I do have a better miss race, and it's Pierre Rossa. Low-key, like, it's, it's flying as a weight. Like, it's been running some pretty handy horses. It's been running in behind How Good Are You and Marquess, and... Last start against my quest was probably the only real danger to it late. And the ground that I did make up late was good relative to the other field. And saps up now from 1,900 to 2,000 meters. Tommy Sherry sticks with it. Like, I think it should, like, especially over a little bit further, should eat up the ground. I don't think anything else can really beat it over 2,000 meters. Everything else is in pretty meh form at the moment. And uh, Olympic Gaze did have a good win, but he's, she's dropping massively in distance. And I don't like them coming back in distance. I'd rather a horse take an extra 100 metres up, and I think those my quest form is going to stack up pretty good here. And 360 a win probably is still a pretty backable price with only 53 kilos. So I'm ready. There's not much in race uh, in terms of race four mm. as well. I think it's such a tough race. I don't. I can't pick anything in even in the next. Yeah. So I do. I've got this is a little two. This is a little Benny two bats to me. 
Uh, I do want to take. I want to take number six, Maybell, who we did. I, I don't reckon we tipped it last up, but I think Corkum might have been on it, and, and it only got picked by Wave Rider Boy, who's an absolute jet of a horse, and it, it went to a photo between them. Uh, Maybell put in a massive strike late to maybe get it, but Maybell's second up form is definitely better. So I think six fifty, you win a two forty, you play second up. Uh, sticks to six to eleven hundred meters should suit it perfectly. More than happy to have a go at that, but the the. The one, the favourite extravagant scar, like extravagant star, sorry, unbeaten over eleven hundred meters. Like the section, I took the sectionals for its first up win, and they were fucking through the roof. So right. undefeated over thirteen hundred meters, undefeated at Rose Hill. What? I never had a win third up, which is a bit. Uh, I, I don't think it's a massive concern. I think it might have just come back bigger and better. Jason Collett, here my debut, his three seventy win looks. Pretty good. Like everything else in the race is pretty meh, in my opinion. Like Zuccarino has been running some good form, but like it's been running good form races, but I just don't think it's in as good form as the other two right now. So I'm definitely going to be back in Maybell and Extravagant Star in race four. Uh, race five is the Roma console, and this is the Beanstalk bet once again. Knew it. Knew it. Yeah, Osmosis goes around once again. Like I- I'm going to back it like as an error I win, but it's, it's not my best bet of the day. There's only eight horses in the race, like it's only going to come top three, and even if there's a even if there's a scratching, like we still get third dividend. So I'm going to be taking a dollar twenty eight a place for that. Uh, the beanstalk does grow and lives on, but I think I, I, I think King's Gambit, I was pretty shit. Like it's first up run, I was like, nah, I'm not backing that horse again. But I went back and watched it, and just I just don't know if it didn't appreciate the straight. Like it arguably had its best run of its career. At twelve hundred meters of Rose Hill in the Golden Slipper, so gets that same thing. I, I just don't know. Like, I think five dollars a pretty backable price, but there's no way. Oz, I, maybe, yeah. Like, take. I, I probably will be back on both of them, but for the Beanstalk, especially, and just for a single bet, Osmosis pretty much handled this handled this field of red card last night. It just went fucking straight by them. Six. It goes up in distance now, which should just be perfect for it. I can't really see it. There's no way this won't play. So this is definitely the Beanstalk. This is a good place bet. This is an absolute standard, absolute certainty to place, but I'm still going to be back in it for the win, but very, very wary of King's Gambit for a win. Um, King's Gambit might peak now, and this is where he might um, produce a good win, but definitely for the Beanstalk, I'm definitely going to be back in Osmosis for a place. Uh, race six is the Toyota Forklift, Tap Craig, and this is best bet of the day in cap. Yep, shout out George from work. He loves this horse. Should, it, it should have won the Golden Rose. Like Besides Militarise, who is like probably one of their best horses, in Australia, it's going to go on to like some massive group ones. This prep, nothing else in this field can ever get near it. Like they are all B graders. Snapback was in the race as well, but didn't even place. Like there's a couple of good horses been running near him, but it's just a different caliber horse. Like really, like nothing else in this race should be beating it. When I checked, it was like two dollars ten, and it has been backed in since since a couple of scratchings. So it's probably like I I, I still think it should. It, it's Still should be beating this field. Like, there's nothing this thing that I could really be making a case of. So, Dolan, I'm going to odds on pops two weeks in a row to be best bet of the day. But I really just can't see it losing. If it's going to win, it's going to win, and that's definitely going to be best bet of the day. Uh, race seven is the Petaluma Hill Stakes, and pretty open race once again. But I'm going to have another go of Young Verla. Like, he's this form he's in right now is just too good to believe. And seventeen dollars a win and four dollars sixty a place for a good horse in form. Danny O'Brien, Billy Egan. Billy Egan goes up there. I don't know if this is his main ride that he's been booked for, but it's definitely one of the main horses he would be booked for up there. So going to be having a go with that. And number eight, Sky Lover, $23 a win and five fifty a place. He's the, the sectional was first up for that, but through the roof, 
Nice further gets their nine hundred meters now, and I, I think it's a pretty general. I think it's a pretty generous price to be honest against this kind of like it's definitely some major Group One horses in this race, but I think he's just got a lot of upside. And twenty three dollars a win in five fifty a place is pretty good compared to this lot for with the sectionals he can reel off. Montefiore is a three dollar ninety favorite, and I was pretty keen on it two two starts ago, but it just did an absolute nothing, and then I did nothing in that race, and then last start. Had a good race, was probably back to its best, but I, don't, I, I can't trust it. I, there's no way I'm the back end at three dollars ninety, so I'm skipping that. But yeah, I think Skylab at twenty three bucks and Young Verda at seventeen dollars each way are pretty good each way bets in a pretty tough race. Uh, race eight is the Allen Brown Station. This is the one of the races that's like it's it's inaugural running, so it's a first ever running of this race, but. Geez, it's a tough race. I think, like, if you can get this Sydney Quaddy, I think the favourites are all paying around six dollars. Like, that's gonna, it's going to pay massive this Sydney Quaddy. So, definitely have a go at it. But I couldn't tip anything in the race. My Ruffy will be number nine, attractable Regan Bayless again. Love it. It was a good, it's a, yeah, massive horse. I'll give you that. It had been running some massive form recently. Uh, big dance qualified, so it's going to be going to that. Um, but yeah, I've Waterford. It's a good horse, but just the last couple, like it's been doing so much, but just hasn't been winning. And if it's just not a winner, I don't want to back it. So I like everything else in the race. Like there's some good horses in there. Banjo's a pretty good fresh up horse over 1,400 metres, but I don't know if it's really centered here to win. I think this is going to be a pipe opener just to get it ready for its next couple of races. So I couldn't tip anything in it with any confidence and I'm going to be going wide in these quarters because I think if you get it, you're going to be fucking landing an absolute landmine off it. Uh, race nine is in the vision, and another little t- Benny two bets here for me. I'm going to back the favorite Parasail for Zach Lloyd Same. and James Cummings. It did, like that combo, Zach Lloyd and James Cummings is like it doesn't even matter. Like just you just got to back it. It's just an unbelievable combo this time of year. But barrier thirteen is going to be an issue. But the form has been in, been running behind Benedetta, and that's been some pretty pretty spooked form right now. Can, can run time, but barrier thirteen is going to be an issue for it. I'll admit that. So. That's why I'm also taking number five, Magic Time for Natural Willa. Massive first up um, in that race. Had one of the best sectionals in, in in that race. Undefeated over 1,200 metres and barrier nine for Nash is, a, is a definitely a better run on the race than barrier 13 for Parasail. So I think it should be between the two favourites. So I, I couldn't split them, so I'm just going to back them both. Nothing else you can really do on that race, but I think that's probably the leg you can take and you can take shorter in the quaddy because I think every other leg you could go pretty wide. So I'd nearly just take Parasail and Magic Time in that leg of the quaddy. And closing off for the day is the Serone Benchmark 78. And I'm sticking with Nash again, number four, Diamond Dealer. I love its run. Uh, this last couple of runs, it did knock me out of a quaddy a couple of weeks ago. Which no I never... guts? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that run. I just don't know if it goes the Sydney way of going. Like a lot of these horses just can't, if it's a Victorian horse, they just can't handle it. And, I'm not willing to back it again off that run. It looked pretty plain to me. So I think Nash, like Nash is Eddie to shine. This horse is definitely running very similar grade last couple of starts. And like this last couple of runs have still been good behind some pretty dominant horses. Like run, it was running behind Espiona, who's just run, who's just been booked into the Everest. Uh, it's last start. And then in the, and then running behind Banana Queen, who won a pretty handy open race at um, Newcastle just recently. And you're getting $11 a win in three fifty a place. For, it's drawn in. That's what you're going to need in this kind of races. And it's dropping from open company back to a benchmark 78. So 
I think $11 a win and $3.50 a place is a pretty good value for the closing race of the day at Rose Hill. So hopefully we all back a few winners. Uh, hopefully it's a pretty good day in the pun, and hopefully we all see some pretty good stars come about. And so hopefully Romantic Warrior can solidify himself as one of the all-time greats of the turf. Uh, but, yeah, thanks, CEO, once again for hosting us. Hope it's been another good episode, and hope uh, hopefully the beanstalk grows to another level once again. Absolutely. Gamble responsibly out there as well. Thanks, boys. Thanks, boys.